When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone and welcome to sports unplugged um you can tell it's christmas kev's actually letting me host so you know <laughs> god help us god help us tonight god you thought things were bad before wait wait till i'm taking over again just like the yeah. old times this kevin it yeah exactly how are you doing mate how are you feeling um, you all good yeah living the dream living the dream so um right so bit of admin first so we were gonna do we we, we were thinking of who could we do for our show we were talking about ronaldinho and then because Kev mentioned I could host, so that was it. Then we've been that we've been Brondino talks to New Year because we can have, have a whole yeah. show with him. So what we're going to do is we're, we are going to do have a look at the fixtures, what's left of them, um, and then we will do viewers viewers questions on it. And literally any question goes. Yes, David learned that because it, it's Christmas. I may even talk about golf. I actually could ask you answer a couple of golf questions. So you know, black pudding. No, we're not we're not going there. But we have a challenge for the viewers. We want to build. A um a Christmas eleven. So I want you to give me your players we can put into a Christmas eleven, whether they've got a festive theme name or you can tweak it slightly. And by the end of the show, let's try and get a festive eleven going. So you know we can have a bit of a bit of laugh. Um, since Bracky's hosting, no pudding or F one talk. I'm guessing correct. Yes, they, they are. They are probably the two the two no nos. You know, I've been nice. I've said we could probably have a bit of golf. So that's all good. Yeah. Uh, Dad's good seeing the chat. Um. Check out Daz TV when you get a chance. Um, well, he needs to get Daz on the show at some point as well, don't we? He's a very yeah. busy man at the moment. So, ah, uh, see, here we go. The reclaimer's already got the first one in, which we both had, didn't we? Yep. Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll. Yeah. I mean, whether he turned up is another matter, but, you know, less about the better. So. He'd be great for talk- a night out there, wouldn't he? Oh, it'd be brilliant. He's good at karaoke as well, I've heard. So, let's talk about Boxing Day fixtures. <laughs> so, we've got a car in as normal, Kev. Yeah. Plow on. No problems, absolutely fine. So two fixtures down already. Yeah, both the, early, the both the early kickoffs as well, which makes me think they've done that one. They've got them in early, which I quite like the fact there's notice. You know, it's Thursday afternoon. We Thursday morning afternoon. We found out Sunday's not happening. That gives people loads of you. Try and get your money back in your tickets. Try and get your hotel if you're yeah. staying in a Liverpool sorted. Gives fans a bit more of a chance rather than getting halfway across the other Pennines and going, oh, got to go back. So it's all, it's all that. And then same for Watford Wolves, you know, a trip from up to Watford, you know, Watford to Wolves is not a quick journey. So we'll go through the fixtures that are left 
I'll be interested to see what, how many more are left. So um, That is a great one, Ashley. That I like is that a great one. I no math. One. Uh, I'm having, I'm, we're noting that one down. Yeah, so have that. So we'll have no math. Oh, right, well. Let me get my sheet of paper sorted. <laughs> right, so we've got Andy Carroll up front, definitely, because um, that was an easy one. And we've got Noel Matip at centre-back. Yeah, go on. And these mazy little wonders. Ah, oh, they're brilliant, aren't they? <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, Billy Cometti went those mazy little wonders last night. Um, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think he was meant to. No. Um, I, think he, I think he forgot. I think he forgot centre-back tends to stand next to the other centre-back, not centre-forward. But bless him, he's 19. And I'll be fair, there aren't many 19-year-olds that come up against Jamie Vardy. And one thing I must admit, I didn't realise Pat, uh, Pat Sendaka was that quick. I knew he was quick, but wow. Yeah, when he was pulling away from Joe Gomez, uh, and Joe Gomez is no slouch. No, then you know this guy, this kid is rapid. Yeah, reclaimers in there with Ledley King, uh, Tom Boland, Saint Stephen's Day, Gerard. Well, that's our our centre mid covered off. Yeah, also, Saint on. Stephen's Day, Gerard, Santi Cazola, which is a good one. What's your and yeah. Led, got Ledley Led- King. I mean, Ledley King and Joe Matip. Imagine that as an actual centre back. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Oh, we go. Is enough one? He's oh, Jesus Laura Duffy. Navas. Laura Duffy. That now, is a question, legend. Navas, do you put him as fullback, which was a winger. Oh no, fullback these days as an attacking wing, fullback, left wing back, depending on the the, the setup that we have. Mm, Luis Suarez, possibly not, because he's Luis Suarez. Yeah. Um, Let's uh, wow! Hey, look at this, Kev. First time Dara, back. Look at that's this. That's wow. our, our first super chat of uh, the new show. Yeah, thank you um, very much. Thank very, you much very, very much, Dara. Um, Merry Christmas to you and all of yours as well, mate. Hope you have a yeah, really uh, good one. Oh, and that goes to everyone in the chat as well. By the way, uh, we will get to it later on, but we all hope, we hope you guys have a fantastic Christmas. And uh, there will be plenty of stuff coming between now and the New Year's. So. Keep your notifications on for that one. Keep an eye on your socials. But um, when we get around to all of that, we'll we'll get there. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, Laura Duffy, Angle Di Maria. We've got Angle Di Maria. Noel Whelan. Yeah. Noel Whelan. Where are we put Noel Whelan then? Send to me? Yeah. Uh, I, he'd be an option for now because you know, there is better. more. There is more. But Noel Whelan yeah, is definitely a right. decent So the team so far, is, we haven't got to keep yet, but we'll get to that. We've got a back three so far of Noel Matip, Ledley King, and Jesus Navas. Midfield so far of Angel Di Maria, St. Stephen J. St. Stephen Day, I can't say that, Gerard, and, and Santi Cazola, and Andy Carroll up front. I'll be honest, it's not looking bad, that. Yeah, Red Steve there, Fergie so, managing the team. He's got off red nose. He, ha- he has, he has, he has. Not for, he's not very crispy, though, is he, as a... He's a bit of a Grinch, isn't he? He he's is a bit that, of a Grinch. He's just got that face, isn't he? Or maybe it'll be work. We have a Christmas 11 and a Grinch manager. That'll probably work, actually. Yeah. As a, as a, t- a bit of chemistry t- there, yeah. So, anyway, so back to back to football. Sorry, Back boys. to football. Um, ooh, Dennis. Peppy Reindeer. Oh, so that's, that's brilliant. Well done. That oh. is a classic. That is an absolute belter. Well done. See, I had my keeper one sorted, which you were quite impressed, which is Edwin van der Star, which I thought was quite close. But to be fair, that's much better. That is way I thought, better. I thought van der Star was a, was a, in with a shout, but cool. So back to football, Everton. Let's talk about the, let's talk about our, our blue friends across across the across the road. Um, 
they've had their request to have the game postponed uh, turned down. Now, I think Rafa was saying they've had six with COVID and five out injured, injured. And they've got a couple who are fit, but as in like, but a, bit like us with, a bit like us with Milner and Cater, which is... I don't think they're even that far along because I don't mm. think that Dominic Calvert-Lewin hasn't played any minutes. He's back training, but because he's back training and available, then he's counted as available for selection. So Yeah, which Klopp and a few managers have, have had that argument, which is there's different, there's fit and, and football fit. In other words, football your fit, fit is yeah. in, yes, you can train. It doesn't mean you can play football tomorrow. Because, you know, it's like people who thought, Van Dyke would be able to play against Leeds. I mean, admittedly, Van Dyke very rarely runs because he doesn't need to. But there's no way Van Dyke's going to jump in after a, after no. a week week off. Week ten days off. It's just not happening. Mike, it, I will get to that because I've got to look. I will definitely get to that in one second. Um, the thing is with Everton, right? They've got the way they've they've worded this new rule. <coughs> and Mike, this will get to your point. Um, the way they've worded this is very specific. There's it's the 13 plus one. So you've got 11 players. Doesn't matter what position they're playing. You've got to have 11 outfield players, a keeper, or no, 13 outfield players, a keeper, plus one as well. So 14 in total, three subs, 11 players, one of them being a keeper. And it doesn't matter what positions you're able to fill on the pitch. If you've got mm-hmm. five strikers who are fit, then five strikers are in your starting 11. You know, make do with it. It throws integrity into the league out the window because integrity means nothing. Um, you're going to have squads like um, Manchester United now are all bar Pogba back fit and training. And on the other side of the coin, you've got squads like Everton, Leeds are, were another one. I mean, Chelsea to a point who mm. are literally between COVID and injuries. Are, are whether people like it or not, are down to the skeleton of what they're able to put out. It's just a very good and, skeleton, which is why people don't give them any credit. But they still have to do that for twice in 48 hours. Hmm. And this is what Klopp's biggest gripe was, that the um, players need... You need a three-day break between games. When you're playing Champions League, you genuinely play Tuesday Champions League, Saturday League. Then you play Wednesday, Sunday. You're playing Thursday, Sunday, if you're Europa League at worst. Sometimes the odd occasion, you might have to do Thursday, Saturday, but you very rarely get a Thursday like night, do. Saturday lunchtime. Very rare. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we all know what will happen is Klopp gets accused of moaning, like he was yeah. accused of moaning last year about it, all he said was you shouldn't do the half 12 kickoff if you play Wednesday night Champions League. It's, ridic- it's ridiculous. Yeah. Which Solskjaer said, which Pep Guardiola said, but obviously people picked up on Klopp saying it. Yeah. This year, if you're when if you play Champions League on Wednesday night, you are not allowed to be selected for the half twelve um early Saturday morning kickoff. Same as if you play in the Europa League, you can't play the half twelve early Saturday kickoff because it's to give a logical amount of uh time. So it'll probably it'll probably get fixed next year. In terms of our game because I'm I'm gutted because I I, obviously I I enjoy the Boxing Day fixtures. Yeah, I think we it's all the bits, it's the bits in between where you think they could probably manage it a bit better. But when they said Leeds had missed out, I said because they did got some more COVID cases. I mean, if you looked at the lead squad that played in the last two games, there's lots of kids on the bench. It wasn't like they had, like, you know, it wasn't like, say, Leicester last night who had, like, a return investor guard or a return, you know, they had, you know, decent 
first teamers on the bench who were returning back from injury, which you looked at Leeds going like, they were literally two or three injuries or two or three COVID cases away from going like, you'd see like three 16-year-olds in the Leeds starting 11. That's how close they were getting to it. And you were sort of yeah. going... It so, didn't take much to tip Leeds over the edge. No, no. So I, I don't, I don't, I, yeah. it's not a slight at least. I don't blame Leeds at all. Because I'm kind of sort of look at their squad going, they were probably, they were down to the bare bones anyway. Yeah. And you thought, and that's in a non COVID world with that many injuries, it would have been, mm. yeah, there would have been one some second, One second, Chris. Laszlo's got probably the best one of the night there. Richie Partridge. Mm. I saw another one. Uh, oh, I missed the name. I need to go and find it. Which was Marcus Bauble, which I did, I did quite like. Very well. good as well. But we've got a right back. So unless Marcus could play as a third centre back and play Jesus Navas as a right wing back, we could do. Could do. I thought Navas played on the left sometimes as well. He does both. He does both, doesn't he? He could do both, yeah. So we'll come back to that. So come so, back to that, definitely. Now, I think the Everton the game gets called tomorrow. Well, the, the I, I just had a feeling. They've already turned it down, haven't they? So yeah, but you know something new, you know. Yeah, you know yourself. Whenever a PCR is done, it's not until ten a.m. the next morning that you're going to likely get the results. So we'll see what yeah. tomorrow brings. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Burnley already have had two called off now. Yeah, they're no, no. they're in that stage now as well, where they're in the stage where pile up. Spurs are in a similar position. I think they've got three to catch up. Was it three to catch up or two to catch up? Leicester have got two, haven't they, at least? Yeah. So there's a few where you're looking at going, yeah, there's there's a few. Guys. I mean, assuming the game goes ahead in the current circumstances, what are you going for for Burnley-Everton? Uh, I think Burnley beat them 2-0. Um, I like just don't think season. Everton can physically match Burnley. Um, I don't think so. Not with the Burnley, players as well. And Burnley will be fairly well prepared, fairly well rested. Um that's another huge advantage for clubs who are coming out of the other side of this. They can plan, can't they? Ten days planning, and yeah, the ones who, the ones who and, don't have the ones who don't have COVID. Well, I've had te- I've had like a ten day preseason. It's like a preseason. This is what winter break can't, looks like, but it's yeah, early. Do you know you what can't mean? plan. You can't plan for it. It's just the place you when don't it, have it. Yeah, when it happens yeah. to you, you make the best of a situation that the, the cards that you dealt. And the sides who are getting games postponed now, like I mean, Leeds, if they get seven day break, that's, and good, that's two games of missing them. That's two, but it's seven days to get players back and some kind of minutes into their legs. I know their training ground will be uh, closed for a couple of days, but uh, you know, I it will benefit them come the new year and. Uh, it might give them a bump they need, but yeah, I can I can see Burnley getting a good result against Everton, and it's a result they need. To be fair, Burnley are in a bit of trouble at the minute. Yeah, they do. We do. And also, we need to. There's some clubs you and me don't like, so we'll see yeah. how they go from there. So, uh, Bonkers there with uh, three great shouts. To be fair, Rocky Santa Cruz. It was just a lovely footballer. No, yeah. not not quite as lovely a footballer, but you know. <laughs> and then obviously Nick Pope or Nicholas Nick Pope for his. Nick Pope, the, FIFA, the FIFA 21 god. Yeah. If you played FIFA 21, Nick Pope was the absolute nemesis. You logged onto the game, you saw someone using Nick Pope, you just thought rat. And yeah. he was the absolute bane of your existence because he's six foot, he was six foot six in game and he just but gets everything. <laughs> David Lennon with the king, King Kenny. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I suppose. Yeah, you can't argue with that. It's, it's just a way to get Kenny. 
It's just a it's just a way to get Kenny. I mean, technically, then we could get um, Moen, couldn't we? Got the Egyptian king. So the Egyptian you know. king, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's a way to get Moen, and Kenny, and the side with Stephen oh, Gerrard as well. Oh god, can you imagine that as a side. Hello, uh, hello. Oh dear. So we'll gl- we'll gloss over this game quickly, partly because we all know we the don't. result. Partly it's City. We don't give a shit really because it's it's, it's going to be a case of how many with City yeah. with this. Yeah, Leicester. it is because we. Looks like Leicester are going to do what Gav, to be fair, said in the midweek fix, which is Leicester will go strong against us in the League Cup because they wanted to get to a, a semi final in a cup competition. And we'll probably rest players in the City game where realistically they probably will get beaten with a full squad anyway. So, yeah. but then Sionchu went off injured. Looks like he's done his hamstring again. Yeah. Pereira, now he's gone off the same with a hamstring, but to be honest, that could have been an after effects of the. Let's be caught. Let's call it what it was. The shocking tackle by Tyler Morton. There's no way. There's Tyler no way Morton was very right. lucky. A, yeah. the ref was blind, which if, is one. And two, if we no had VAR out. last night. He'd gone. And no, no one would have argued with it because it was a, it was no. a stupidly reckless tackle. And to be honest, yeah. it, that was, I could have overly uh, youthful exuberance. But it just got it got. It, Got uh, going to go down. I don't know. He, he definitely got to work. Just a very sincere. Which was he hasn't shown that in the other games. He's shown been quite a calm influence, but it was just a, a silly tackle. A very very yeah. silly tackle. Hopefully Pereira's. It's not serious because he's a good player. And to be honest, he's a good. He's, player, already, yeah. he's already come back. Need from, him back. He's already come back from one really bad injury. So you, you wouldn't yeah. wish him getting another one. You know. Yeah. So fingers crossed. You know he's well, okay. Yeah, I, I think four one five one City. Yeah. Do you think it's with City? City could turn around and decide, right, okay, 2-0. Let's just manage I, this. I put 3-0, but I think City will 3-0 up and, go, and then just go, we'll just pass the ball around because we've got a... Because uh, they, well, yeah, they've got a game... Their game's also the 29th, and it's against Brentford, so... Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? I think it could be an absolute carnage. It could be carnage. It could be an absolute car wreck. Yeah. Um, you know? I only saw part of the post-match show last night because I was too busy screaming and shouting. Um, about, about, how, about how much you won, so I was, I was, I was, I was drinking beer on a school night and everything. I was, who'd have thought the league cup be so exciting? It's, well, I, better. I, it's I, well better than the FA Cup. It's well better than the FA Cup. It so, is, and it's because I think I said it last night. I mean, about twenty-four hours ago. I think it's a night fixture. I think it's the that's what helps it. The night yeah. games, and it's, it's done a midweek. In one game. It's a midweek. It's a night game. Europeans feel about it. It's also the fact that you get a mix of players. You tend to guess, I mean, especially with Klopp, by the time it gets to this stage, quarterfinals time, he'll put a mix in. Mm. He'll still play a couple of the really promising kids and the bench players and yeah. while he's protecting the main starting eleven as, as much as possible. So I love watching them play with the better players just because you get yeah. a better feel of how they're coming along. And yeah. I mean, we could see last night, Billy needs work. There's certain parts of his game that are okay. He's actually quick. There's raw, the, the, mean, raw, the, the raw ingredients are there. Yeah, he probably needs a he, he probably needs a bit like a Reese Williams. He probably needs to go to like a Swansea or a, he yeah. probably needs a, a year or two in the championship. The thing is, you saw him a year ago and he looked like this big kid. You know, he was 16, 17 or yeah. eighteen or. I don't think he's filled out. When no. you look at Ibu Kanate, I mean, who is like, I mean, yeah, he is, but a, he he is a monster, big, though, strong, right? powerful. Still young, still only a couple of years older than Billy. But mm. you think a couple of years of actual football legs, proper football legs in you, he will develop a lot. 
And we're seeing it with Seb van der Berg and Lorna Preston. He's still doing really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so something so alone like that could do him the world of good. I mean, Seb van der Berg, uh, I saw him at the 5 5 in Arsenal, in Arsenal. But then again, it's hard to judge players in those sort of games. So to put it to put it into context, I that was my daughter's first ever game yeah, at Anfield. Yeah. I took it to that. And I must admit, I saw Kelleher, I thought he was, I thought, I'm not sure that the keeper who spills everything. I saw uh, Martinez for Arsenal, I thought, he can't catch a cold. No wonder yeah. Arsenal want to get rid of him. You look at Martinez now and you wouldn't think it's the same keeper from two years no. ago. So, you know, but then you see like, uh, I think Joe Willock played, he looked like, a, he looked brilliant, looked like an absolute world beater. Shipped out to Newcastle now. Mm. You know, he can't get a game for Arsenal, he looked like an, a future Arsenal thing. You know, Harvey Elliott showed flash to what he could do but then gave the ball away for a goal and so he sort of went, oh, you see what he can work on. I think there was a lot of... Um, yeah, there's so revision. much to like about the League Cup, isn't there? Yeah, there really I did is. think with the lineup, there's a lot of revisions. Oh, he's got his lineup wrong. And, oh, he's proved he got his wrong. And then you sort of going, yeah, but lads, we've got like the spine missing from COVID. So, because you're, you're looking at going, the lads who started against Tottenham was, was probably meant to be starting against Leicester, but we couldn't. And no, people talk you still got to think Klopp was still having one and a half eyes on Leeds, yeah, you know, and that's just the realistic, which is the bigger game. People don't, like, people don't like that, and you should, you want, yeah, you know, I want to put to win every cup, but if you go in the order of priorities, the league's number one, league and Champions League are the top two, and yeah. then the other cups are the nice hats. And I think these days, and people don't like hearing this, if Liverpool won the league cup this year but won nothing else. I don't think it actually would. It would be a bit of a shrug going, it, and that's, I know that sounds, yeah. incredi- sounds incredibly arrogant and people will get really offended. Some people get re- really offended by that. But realistically now, for the likes of, if you want to be a if you want to be a city, it's you win the league or the Champions League with something. You know, yeah. so everyone talks about you should win the league and the FA Cup or the league and the League Cup. Because that's I remember, I remember it was a case, look, doing a double was really rare. You know, mm. it didn't happen very often at all. Now it's almost the case every year. Every well, year or every City, two or three years, someone does a double of something. That's why City, you know? uh, that's why people underestimate City sometimes because they, they have normalised having 20, 20 world-class players and winning two, three jobs a year. As that, well, that's the norm. That's what everyone does. You go, not really. It's it really not is. the norm. You know, so... We'll see. I mean, we'll see look, even in Spain and, and Germany, Bayern Munich will dominate the league, but Bayern Munich don't often win the the German Cup or the King's Cup in Spain isn't always won by Real Madrid yeah, or Barcelona. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there was always the odd, you know, it was it wasn't often that a side did a double. You know, so it, it's city of if you if Liverpool say finished second, won the league cup, you go, that's a very good season. Yeah, got yeah. second. Well, without but, second, it's but, not. But, 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 but if Liverpool got first and the league cup, you go, it's an amazing season. Why? Because we won two trophies, and we've won two trophies in a season since what 2000, 2000, 2001? Yeah, that's that's time we won two major trophies. You know, unless people, we could talk about the club world cup, and but you know, that's they're not major league. trophies. No, if they are in the honours. They're, nice, they're nice hats. Tra- as, a tradition, as, a, as a traditionalist, that's what they are. Mm. Uh, Barry Devney saying people digging Kelleher for conceding the goal against uh, Madison didn't hear them at the final whistle, fully enough. He had no chance with the Madison one. If I'm honest, now maybe this is because we're, we're spoiled with Alisson. I think Alisson catches it. 
or at least tipped it over. I don't think Allison's beaten by that. It was hit with some venom, but I said at the I, time. I think Allison gets he, it. He has to do better. I also think I also think Allison gets the first goal. But Kel has, in terms of goalkeeper, he's a young goalkeeper, yeah. and you've got to take it off for the smooth because yeah, he can see the goal. Still a hit, Mike. Yeah, yeah, it was still I mean, a hell of a hit. But in a, in a year's time, when that something like that happens again, he probably tips it over because he'll learn from that. Because yeah, you know, yeah. we've seen that with Kelleher because his big thing when he first started was he'd spill everything in front of him. The Doesn't best thing that. I noticed Never, about Keller last night was his uh, distribution again. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got so much confidence in passing the ball into midfield, and it usually takes two or three, two or three or four players out with one pass. And there was a couple of passes last night. You look at it and you're like, hands over your, your hands over your eyes type of passes. Like, please don't, please don't, please don't. Oh, thank God it worked. But you know what? It works more often than not. You know, he very rarely gives the ball away with his feet when he's in possession. Even his distribution when he goes long is very good. His shot stopping last night was very good. Penalties aside, because he read the penalties really well. The, uh, the um, second saves. The second one was better than the first because the first, the first one was a nice height. The second one was really, it was low. It just wasn't hard. Mm. Second, and, speaking to people who have been goalkeepers at a decent dish, obviously not international. Uh, I don't say I used to play hockey. They always say the one just low low down are the harder ones. Just, yeah. Most people say they prefer height. It's actually you've got you've got more of a chance of a top corner one because you can stretch if it's a it's very awkward to get down low like that. And it was an awkward height. But going back to that, did, and I, I don't know if you covered it because I didn't see all the show. Um did you think it was mad that Vardy never took a penalty? Six six left a penalty. He was injured. Vardy's, was he injured? He, he was injured, yeah. Uh, they'd ah. used all their subs. And uh, that's why you didn't see him. He he couldn't run. Oh, I thought it was mad. I was thinking, like, I was thinking, oh, Vardy yeah. was fifth. When he went take, I thought, he must be sixth, though. Because what's yeah. all Rodgers Rodgers did it in his post-match, said that uh, he couldn't run from about 70 minutes on. And when you, when you think back in the game, he didn't actually do anything. I think Brendan sold himself last night because he went strong to try to... Look, I think he was desperate for a cup. I think he did what... I think he needed it. But I also think he did what... I saw online people criticising Klopp for, which was, play your big boys, win it early, take them all off. And my argument yeah. always is, it's very rare in cup games, I've seen Liverpool do that, and it work. I've often seen Liverpool yeah. go strong, balls it up, and then you're going, well, you've got, you got to leave the lads on. You've got to leave the lads on now to win it, and then you're knackered for the next game. Or you're then going to take them off a week and you start 11, and you go, oh, God. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's fair to Klopp, even at 3-2, he still took Simicats off. Yeah, it looks cover. like he, he stuck with the planned substitutions as much as possible. <coughs> I mean, to be fair, Owen Beck did nothing wrong. I mean, he only had 10 minutes, but, you know. That I thought he was good. He was confident. That, that shows some balls, though, because, you know, yeah. the easiest thing to do would have been... Uh, the simple he, passes. Well, he said, we'll leave Simbacass on. It's 10 more minutes, he'll be fine. So, Laura Duffy rightly points out people dismiss the treble too much. They do. They do. I mean, people perhaps calling it a treble annoys me because it, when you say treble, people think of the, the other one. But... yeah. I've uh, I've I I wrote an article on it. Um, ignore the spelling mistakes; they're horrific. But I always say the 2000-2001 season was the birth of modern Liverpool, where Liverpool became, started to become a bit of a serious club again. Which was it was about winning trophies. It was about doing back to back. And you know, Liverpool used to get knocked out in the third round of the UEFA Cup against teams. You had to go before Google. You had to look at yeah. a map and go, and I don't even know what that is. You know, or you know, some Scandinavians had to knock you out. And you said, "Well, no, this is rubbish." You know, every yeah. day, 
do you know, we're going now like we feel like we're in the running now and it's November. That season felt like that. You felt like you, you felt like you're in the running to a cup final from November. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, Carragher rated as his best season or the best season at the club because of the amount of games they had to play to win the cups that they did. Well, I think five of that squad are in the Champions League final a few years later. So yeah. Hippie, isn't it? Carragher, Gerard, Haman, Schweitzer. So yeah. it embeds something in them. And they, that was, one, yeah. if you've not, if it, I, I can't believe I'm saying the Alaves final is the one that cracked. That was a great cra- game. It's the craziest final you've ever seen in your life. You know, you know it's a uh, 5 4, two red cards, sil- uh, golden goal. It's absolutely it was mental. Brilliant. I haven't watched it in ages, actually. I, sh- I, uh, I, I wouldn't mind trying to watch that back again. Oh, I, I had to watch it. We did a show uh, over the summer. Uh, we did the, the talk about some European yeah. ones we've done. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. To, the ones we got to the finals where, and obviously people got really upset because I kept, I kept bringing up the ones we lost. Oh, we obviously, we obviously did the ones we won as well, but you know, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to cover all of them. So, Oh, man, the golden goal rule. Where did oh. they come up with that? That was just pure cruelty, sil- wasn't it? And then the silver goal rule. Do you remember that one? Which was that was only you, there for one year. Yeah, but it was like silver goal. So extra time. If you score in the first half of extra time, you just go to that half time. If you're still winning, you're, that's it. That's it, yeah. If you don't, then you do the second half of extra time. If you score in that and it, you're ahead, then you win. But it was, it was just but it was all under the guise of player welfare and absolute yeah. codswallop. It was under the guy. It was like, look, let's just try something different. It was. It should look. So sometimes these things work. Sometimes they don't. I mean. Probably the best golden goal was uh, David Trezeguet's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that, that was good. mental. That was mental funny. because there was only there was only a few minutes to go in that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. What's so funny is when you hear the playing piece in the two thousand one, uh, when when Gary McAllister's cross gets headed in for an own goal, players celebrate. Go, oh, get him! We're ahead. We didn't realize they won. But in a minute, they were like, oh, we've won. <laughs> so they, it was like another celebration. So they, they, if you watch the play, they celebrate like it's a normal, like it, I've gone ahead, you know, like a, a late, like we do with the tacky equaliser. It's like yeah, one yeah. those sort of goals, like, get in, we're ahead. And then he was like, no, you've won. Oh, bro, oh, get in again. So <laughs> they actually do like a double celebration. The second one's not as big because it's, it's, they weren't used to it, so it was brilliant. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Let's so, just go through these pictures really quick. because 3-0 City, I've said. Yeah, 4-1, I think. Uh, Norwich, Arsenal, I think routine 3-0 Arsenal. This is yeah. the sort of game Arsenal just slapped them about. So. Yeah, Spurs, Palace. I, I watched a bit of Spurs last night and, look, they were hanging on for a large part of that game. West Ham um, played well. West Ham played all right. Spurs made some changes and they'll change it again for Boxing Day. But... Um, I think Spurs, because I think... The I way think Spurs, Spurs should, should have enough to beat them 2-0. I've got 2-1. Yeah. I think Palace I don't think... play... Don't, actually, Palace used to play their old compact way, in a yeah. weird way that would actually cause Spurs more... It's caused more, more Spurs more problems. Yeah, I actually think because they play a bit more open, it'll suit Spurs, because they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll suck them in and hit them on the break. Yeah, this, version of, this version of Spurs has, that suits has Kante, Kante DNA written all over it. Sorry, not yeah. Kante. Kante's, Kante's DNA. It's um, he's going to be. They're going to be a very, very hard side to score against. Think so. And it's just going to be purely about volume of bodies at the back and try to hit sides in the break. And it will probably. It, they have every chance. 
now that they're not in Europe, to get into the top four. They genuinely do. Them, them and Arsenal. I we don't know saying... what Ranić is going to do at United because and we need got... to wait and see on them. Yeah. But Spurs um, have every chance. And I think we're seeing West Ham. I just don't know if the squad's deep enough with the... Uh, they've picked up... Europe is good. I think they'll focus on Europe, rightly so. Yeah. I, and I think they'll take Europa Conference next year. I think if West Ham ended the season in seventh or eighth and had that's a what, really good run in the Europa League. That's what you, that's what they need to go to the next level, though, West Ham, is consistent European football, whether it's yeah. Europa Conference, Europa League. Europe, and, I don't, and when I say that, that's not me being disparaging, because in a nice possible way, that's the best thing that happens to Liverpool. Again, that 2000-2001 season was just constantly in Europe. Because you, you can get, attract you, better quality players. Best player, you're used to the three-day the three day turnover, you know, yeah, and then right. you, know, you know what you're doing there. The big thing for Spurs, uh, for West Ham is the lo- the force you lose someone like an Abbonner is a killer because he's really good and he's their organizer. Um, I don't you know. think that they'll get be able to get him now. They should have got Divock Origi in the summer. Where'd he go? Quite, they, quite no, we won't sell him now, but we mm. um, but they should have gone for someone like that in yeah. the summer. What, Tammy what? Abraham, they should never have allowed Tammy Abraham to go to Roma. Yeah. Watch, Especially uh, when they went and got uh, your man from Chelsea already. Watch Divock get Zuma. an extension. Divock get an extension in the summer. That'll just, that'll just send Twitter. I wouldn't be opposed to that because you can't. You need a squad filled <coughs> of all sorts. I wouldn't be opposed um, to it was, as long as it, it doesn't mean we're not bringing another forward in. Yeah. I would quite like the front, the forwards we've got now, which the front four, Minamino, Arigi, and one more. Yeah. Because Divock seems quite content being the, the fifth or sixth choice. Which yeah. is quite hard to find. So yeah, we'll see. Um, so I've gone two 0 West uh, West Ham. I've said they'll beat Southampton two 0 because Southampton are atrocious. Yeah, I think West Ham will take a lot from that game. And I think even three 0 So this, I think, is going to be the best game. Villa Chelsea. I different Villa. reasons. Yeah, I yeah. I fancy Villa to get something. I think players Chelsea got missing because they're going to have Lukaku and Werner will be playing because they'll still be quarantining. Yeah, which way plays into Villa hands? Gerrard's making Villa Park, you know, a hard place to go. Villa have got goals in them, you know. So yeah. now for them, uh, he's got a brilliant, uh, marvelous uh, Macamba. He's he's out, which is a bit of a blow yeah. for them to be honest, because he, he's played really well. Um, but I've got his hands a two-two. I do think, think I don't think there'll be that many goals. I think um... if you said to this, if you had this to me three weeks ago. And I said you'd be lucky if Villa score one. Chelsea have just gone very leaky because I think they've they can see was it was it five goals? Field. Yeah, but and they can see like five goals up to December, and now yeah. they've only can see like seven or eight. Yeah, it's the midfield is a problem. Um, mm. I, I, look, I think it'd be a draw. I think it'd probably be a one-one. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Villa beat them one-nil. But I don't think there'll be loads of goals either way. Um, Chelsea don't look like they're in the form to score a hatful. And Villa look misers in front, you know, at the back at the minute. They look like they're. They've got a hunger to keep clean sheets. And that's that's something that's um, going to stand well, them in good stead. That's what Gerard did when he was at um, Rangers. And to fact, that's what he was doing at the under 18 to Liverpool. Yeah. You know, very uh, rougher-esque, as some would say. Right, guys, I've uh, got two more fixes to go, so 
start getting your questions in. Uh, it doesn't have to be sport. It could be anything. Yeah. Whatever you, know, you like, lads. Even golf. F1 doesn't count, though, because it's not a sport. Um, right, last two. Brighton versus Brentford. This feels like it's going to be turgid. It Brighton could also be a 3-3. Three, three. It could oh. be a 3-3. Three, three. It could be... I have joked this game's going to be 1-0 to Brighton with a Brentford own goal. <coughs> that would kind of sum both clubs up. Brighton can't score. Brentford just have no luck at the moment either. So. Yeah, I, I went for 2-1 Brighton because mainly because they're home and Brentford playing Chelsea the other night could have taken it <coughs> out of their legs. I think so. so yeah. It's yeah, totally back for what, Brentford because they're, they're struggling without it. I don't know. And this is the thing. None, these are all... these. This fixture list... I don't believe all eight will get played. I, no, I just don't. I, I just I'll don't be believe surprised. all eight will get played. And in fairness, it's sides who have already had their lockdown and they're coming out the other side of it. Those sides need these fixtures to happen. The last thing that those sides need now is another is the opponents having to get games cancelled. Because that's another game on top of the ones they've already missed to make up again. And, and they're running out of dates. There isn't mm. that many available dates in the league season now for weather like there used to be. You know, you, you get the odd one or two week, two fixture, blank fixtures, usually for snow and ice and what have you. But in the modern football, you know, in this day and age, it's very rare. Even the, the, the Burnley game when it was cancelled for snow. It's very rare that that happens these days. No, very true. Very you know, true. So they don't build that many spare dates into a league calendar. So mm. there's going right. to be hell. To, there's going to be hell to pay when these fixtures need to be replayed. Re- <coughs> need, to, need to happen. So right. So we'll do the last fixture, and then I'm going to have a bit yeah. of a rant about the PFA because um, something's gone on today, which has really got me got yeah. on my nose. Nice. Uh, Newcastle against. Man United, I just think United win this 3-0. Newcastle are horrific. Defensively, yeah. they're, defensively they're a mess. And this is sort of side that no matter who I'm interested United, to see this one because I want to see what Ranić has been working on at United and I want to see how many players have bought in. He's got a full squad. Bar Pogba, which I don't think he would have played because I think he's gone. Mm. Um, I think United absolutely destroy them. Yeah. And it could be four or five, maybe more. Um, I think they'll have a bit. United will have a bit between their teeth, and they'll really go to town on this lot. And you know, Newcastle's saving grace is they're getting these games out of the way. Anything they pick up is a bonus because nobody's pulling away from them. You That's actually look at the table. Watford's only three points ahead of them, isn't it? And exactly. Watford are you, terrible. What, Watford, Watford are going to suffer massively because of Afcon as well. And, and, Watford, and Watford are lose. Watford have now had. Another game postponed against Wolves. I think yeah. that's their second or third. Yeah, you know, third. I think. Yeah, so yeah, they've got a fit. Now, it's. I easy think Newcastle to get, get get out of this, uh, but yeah, I think I hope not. I hope not, but I think they do, and the, the only reason I think they do is nobody's pulling away from them. You know, yeah, no one, the, the bottom four or five aren't winning games. Hmm. And that's the issue. If anything, is more- punched up at the bottom. They could spend their way to fifteenth. Mm. You know, they don't have to climb the table in one in one transfer window. They just got to get safe, and I think they will. I honestly think they'll get safe. 
Yeah. And it'll Apple, just be by good fortune than anything else. Yeah, after the third, uh, I missed the orange ball when the game in the games with snow. Yeah, I remember those as well. They were brilliant. Yeah. Bit of fun. We got the yellow right. one now for the winter. Yeah. Right. right. Three, two, one, PFA. What's the story? So you made a touch out with earlier. So for those who don't follow women's football, uh, there is a team in the championship uh, called Coventry United. Used to be Coventry City. Coventry City said they couldn't run a women's team anymore. So they started as a Phoenix club as Coventry United. Middle of the road chap did I think the mid low mid table chaps had to do they were doing all right. Sadly it's been announced today they're going into liquidation, which is horrible news just before Christmas. Horrible news, you know. They've been as a club now for seven years. You know, seven profession that last year the talk was the club turning pro. And this is sometimes the difficulty in women's football is teams who aren't backed by a Premier League men's team. It is harder, you know. Lewis do really well. Uh, Durham do really well, but they don't. You know, if they don't have like a a Liverpool, Man United, Tottenham, uh, Leicester to support them a little bit. Um, my big thing with the PFA is the statement that's just come out, which just said, "Yes, we've started proceedings that we'd like." You know, it's going to liquidation. That's it. But people were finding out about it because the players are tweeting out saying, "I've lost my job," and the staff are tweeting saying, I- "I've no longer have a job." That's how people are finding out, which A, is wrong. But this is why I want to see, because I've seen conflict reports, what the PFA are going to do about these these women players. These are PFA players. These are women players and the professional footballs. So they should be covered under the PFA. So the PFA are going to support the national because that's kind of what they're there for. But as always the PFA, it's all talk and no action. And I am seeing talk now that the PFA don't cover the championship. Now, if, if I'm wrong and people will correct me on that, Great. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm wrong. If it's true that the PFA only really covered the WSL above, pardon my language, that's bollocks. You know, this is these are people who, you know, want to be professional footballers. And to be fair, most, most of the championship are semi-pro, so they work and do this. And to have your dream cut away for you two days before Christmas, I mean, cut, your dream cut away for you any time is horrible. But two days before Christmas, and I'm getting the impression there's no support for them. It's, it's bang out of order. It's wrong. But, and what coverage has it got? Very little. Uh, we're, we're looking at where people like Emma Sanders from the BBC, who's very up in this sort of stuff, and you know, that's how you sort of find it. Yeah, regular find out guests on your monthly shows as well. So. Yeah, yeah, she, she does. She comes on our show. She's you know, very well informed. You know, just educates me on the wider things of what's going on in women's football. Because I, I openly admit, I like women's football. I do watch women's football, but I'm very Liverpool, so very Liverpool focused. You know, I am a Liverpool fan, so I'm more Liverpool focused. The wider footballing side of it, I'm don't always know all about it. I'm a bit like that with the men's games, to be fair, as well at times. So I kind of switch off to all of it. So, but when you see stuff like this, it's just like, oh, it shouldn't really happen. But unfortunately, it, it, it's it doesn't sit right with me. It feels horrible, no. and, it, and I, I feel mean, really, I feel really sorry for the players because they haven't got jobs now. And the wider staff who are at the yeah, club yeah the because... wider staff who haven't got a job, and the fans, you know, because you know, ultimately, you know, we saw this with Berry. Uh, when they went, when they became a Phoenix club, and I've seen, if you haven't seen it, BT did a brilliant program at Berry, and that split the fan base because they created a Phoenix club, which people have gone, oh, I've got a club to follow, brilliant, I'll go and follow this club from lower league up. And they got the original, they got followers who followed Berry originally, who hate the, the idea of the Phoenix club. They want Berry back because they think it's been treated wrong. So they're in limbo where they haven't got a club. Yeah, imagine that, it's... you know, being in a situation where that's your club, but that's what you supported, and like. No, nah, they're right. I mean, it's wrong. Look, it's feels. Yeah. 
the all pyramid in wrong. Football, the pyramid in football is so dependent on the top probably 12 clubs in the Premier League for financial stability all the way down throughout the night. The idea that there's 92 plus pro professional men's clubs in England is ludicrous. You don't see it in any other country, I don't think. You don't. You also don't see two cup competitions and a league in any other country. It's very rare these days. And yeah. it seems like they're trying to flog a dead horse with the players. And the further down you go, everyone is trying to keep up with the Joneses with the uh, in League One and League Two <coughs> the men's game. Trying to get into the championship, trying to get from the championship to the Premier League to the promised land. And you could see journalists and pundits on talk radio um, questioning Norwich and how they go about things. One thing that will never happen at Norwich, Norwich will lost. never, ever, ever be a Sunderland. No, they, they, they spend them in the means. They, they, you know, they're not going to do what, as Oscar did in the sh on one, one of the other shows we've done, uh, yeah, the, the Man of Football show. Yeah. But, um, you know, Taking loans on future things that might happen is nonsense. So that's what annoys me. I mean, the only thing that annoys me with the women's game is there's not enough, there's not in much money in it to terms of prize money. The thing that probably six and crawl Coventry is next year there's um, a new league sponsor who is yeah, going to be the that. first official league sponsor of WSL and the Championship. So it naturally puts more money into the game for them, yeah. which would help. So that's a bit annoying. But then the thing I've read today, and I don't know if it's true, so I'll put it out there. I'm quite happy to be correct if I'm wrong, is the prize money for the FA Cup's not very good. I've apparently been told for the League Cup, the Conti Cup, if you win it, you win a trophy, you don't actually win any, there's no prize money for it. So you... Wow. A, which is true, which is, you know, there's a lot of infrastructure costs to run a football team, whether it's a men's team or a women's team or, a, you know, a kid's Sunday league side. If there's nothing at the end, if there's no financial, that's you run it at a loss then. It seems yeah. so backwards. You know, so yeah, I saw no, it today. You know, and it, it it stuck in my craw a bit. And I think, yeah, I know, I get because because the time of year it is as well. I'm also a bit like, yeah, it is it is galling, it's isn't it? it? It's almost a case of, um, and they released a statement tonight. I just happened to be watching Sky Sports News because I watched that WhatsApp due when I saw mm. it break as breaking news. Uh, Twenty past nine uh, tonight, I think they released a statement that they were going into voluntary uh, liquidation. That's in politics. It's the Friday night news dump. Today is like the twenty third of December. It's let's just get this statement out there while there's you know every, no no one else is watching. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's bang out of order. It, it's 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 the PR. This this will hopefully get lost lost in the ether. Yeah, um, it's wrong. I hope it doesn't. Um, listen, I whether it'll happen or not, I I hope somebody. Buys Coventry United and it can carry on or restart. So fans and staff have got something. Yeah, and I, I pray they've got all the players find somewhere. You know, because yeah. it's got it's going to be difficult to say you're going to find 18 players in new club in January because you know it's 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 competitive and it's hard and women's squads don't tend to be massive. They don't have 25, 30 man, uh, 30 person squads. You know, so. It's a real, cha it's a real these, challenge. These players get to be employed within <coughs> football, hopefully so. at a playing level, if not at a coaching level. And 
Mm. Just hope they can salvage something out of this, and hopefully the PFA can be shamed into helping doing these something. women. Yeah, doing something. You know, if not like, with their wages, then help them with training to get involved or, in something. or emotion or, emo, or emotional sport or mental yeah. sport. Mental sport, because yeah. I'll be honest, losing your job, losing your job just for Christmas. I, I don't care who you are mentally. That is a that is gonna take a hit on you. And I don't I don't say that with any glee or I'm not trying to be a doom monger. You know, whenever you lose your job or the threat of losing, I've you know been through. We've all been there. We've all been, we've all been, we've all been there. And... It's it's horrible. It's a horrible yeah. thing to go. But the thing about it being just before Christmas, it just stacks me a bit more. So yeah. right. But anyway, anyway I'm, I'm, I'm off my soapbox. Right. Where's these questions? You know, David Fire Lennon. Your you... questions, Go on, David Lennon. Wanna, like, to... Dave Lennon's in there with the golf. Um, yeah, and he's still not put a golf question in. Laura, Laura Duffy will give me some sort of quantum mechanics now and I'll be... Well, Dave, you can on. ask, what, what's going on in the golf world at the minute? Is Because I know in the winter, it tends to be the in Japan, South Africa, um, Asia, the Pacific regions would have golf tournaments on, but you know, early going into January, February, what what do we have to look out for? What's what's um, coming up? When does the European Tour start in in Gusto? When does do they come back to Europe to start playing? Um, da, 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 what else is there? Uh, rugby. Um, I think there was there's usually in Ireland anyway. There's a lot of provincial matches when it comes up. Um, this time of year, you'd usually get Ulster, Leinster, Connacht, Munster playing each other, but I don't think it. I don't think there's any games. Honestly, see, this is the thing. This is the worst of it now. This time of year, there's not an awful lot. Of, if you're into American sports, by the way, um, on Sky Sports on Christmas Day, you've got two NBA games. Just because I did make a note yeah. of it. The answer um, to your question, is, Steve, is how many dimples are on a golf ball? A hell of a lot. I should know. Yeah. I wrote the question. Can't remember the answer now. Uh, <laughs> th- that, I just did that more for winding Gav up, to be honest. So, um, question for you then. Let's do a golf question because uh, I keep threatening Dave. I'll do a golf question. So, who is your favourite current golfer? And you'll be amazed. I actually know a couple. I know who a couple of golfers are, and it's not Tiger Woods. So, I won't go for an obvious one either. My favourite. I, I like Justin Rose. Um. That was my. That was going to be my answer. I like, I like Justin Rose, um, Rory. I I wanted to try and just forget the PR stuff. I wish the media would leave him alone. Mm. In certain ways, I'd like to see him get back to golf in his own speed. Without uh, he's unfortunately he's always going to have the media hype on him now. Mm. But I think that's killing him. You know, he's so hot and cold when he does get back. The media hype is huge, that, and then he drifts away again. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the American, the, the modern breed of American golfer. I'm not a fan I, of the American golfers. Full stop. Um, the only time I have ever really got into golf is I probably watched the Ryder Cup. Uh, so this is possibly why I like Justin Rose. Is I remember watching the only time I really watched golf was I watched the last day of Medina, just because mm. I thought I thought ah. Oh, so this could be something to watch. And then I realized I was watching probably one of the best comebacks in golf. But I've seen the Sky did a good good uh, documentary, The Miracle of Medina. And Justin Rose is on that. And he um 
he speaks really well and the way he talks about it and uh, his stories about Roy McIlroy are brilliant where Roy McIlroy was, uh, he overslept or he had the wrong time. He had to get a police escort to get to it, get to his tee off Otherwise, he'd, he'd lose. And he's, he was joking that he said he'd been there for hours, like practicing his putt. And he said, Roy McIlroy just goes, right, let's play some golf. And he just goes, it's just <laughs> not fair. And but see, he's looking, he goes, it's just not fair, is it? <laughs> I thought, I thought, ah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Natural, I, natural ability, He he's an absolute belter. Cheers, Avi. Yeah, cheers, Avi, mate. Hope you're well, pal. Uh, Merry Thank Christmas. You, mate. Hopefully everyone is blessed your head. Absolutely, um, Avi. Tacky, when Tacky scored, I did think of Avi because he, yeah. he is tacky through and through. Bless him. Yeah. You know, Avi's still giving us the uh, Luis Diaz uh, updates every week. If you're following Avi on Twitter, at Blue is, Chip. Is that, but is he really that good, Luis Diaz? I, he got pocketed you know by what? James. He got pocketed by James Milner. You know. No, I think there is a player there. I yeah. genuinely do. I, think I just like to. I just like to throw James Milner pocket and shout out because I know it. I know he knows Avi. I just love James Milner is just a unique. Do you know what? I'll tell you one thing, right? When he goes, when James Milner goes, on that is such a hole in our squad. Not just the. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't wound up for ages. I've got to do it at some point, haven't I? Yeah. Come on. Um, just the, the James Milner when he leaves, right? That's the vice captain, the leadership, <coughs> the leadership hole. He's going to leave the vacuum. The the, on the pitch, on the pitch as well. He's your, you know, twenty minutes to go. You're shutting the game up, or you need something. He's so versatile, yeah. and I can't think of that many players in the game now. Who are that versatile? But there also, is very, very few. He's he's been involved in some massive games, and it, what I mean is not just for us, by the way. But not for us. Well, if you think for us, so it's his cross that sets up Minamino's equaliser. It's his cross that sets up the Lovren the Lovren winner against Dortmund. You know, yeah. he scores. He scores that pass last penalties. night. He yeah. was off balance for that. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he'd, slipped, um, he'd slipped before that and put that pass in for Taki, and it was a beautiful... It wasn't until I watched the highlights later on, and you see... I mean, there's tweets going around there today about the, um, you know, with every angle of Taki's goal. Oh, it's great. Isn't it? That I, pass on the volley, on the bounce. That was, he gets slated for his delivery from set pieces. Rightly so. He's a his delivery for set pieces is atrocious. But open play is what he is what he's best. Play, I'd love to know how the hell we're gonna replace him. Do you know what? what? Because it's, and it, it's never worked. His head would fall off if you turned around and said we're we're signing a thirty year old. Oh yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? and it would. I remember at the time, and I must admit, I open admit, I thought Milner. I thought oh, decent signing, but I remember during United time Schweinsteiger. And I was a big mm. Schweinsteiger fan. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's what we should sign, a proven world, a proven world-class player. Well, that didn't work out, did it? You know, quite upset no, they could be fans. Yeah. I, I love Chicago, it. Didn't he? Yeah, 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 it didn't work out. But it's just, um, yeah. Laura, I mean, Laura Duffy's right not nearly all the time, let's be fair. Um, Millie's such a smart tactical player. He is. I think his technical ability and his tactical awareness is so underrated. Because everyone just goes, yeah. oh, he works hard, he throws a tackle in, and he... He scores big penalties. There's he so brings everyone with him. That's yeah. the thing. That's why him and you Henson know? are so good because Henson does that. Now, I I do wonder is that the Hens is that does Henson become Milner in the next couple of years? Is 
Because Henson can play, he's proven how he's played centre back. He has played at full back for it. He can play in midfield position. He can't play in the front three. He's never going to be able to do that. Yeah. But, but I, is, that I right. is that the reason? Is that the reason? People like Henson kept over Genie that they thought, you know, the future is Fabinho, Cater, and another. Because look, look, Thiago, the ages is, is probably two, three more years and Thiago will move on. Yeah. So is Hendo now going to be home? And he'll hate this because, you know, luckily John Henson probably was a utility this. player. Yeah, is he going to become the ultimate professional, the ultimate utility player? Yeah, you know, Barry Denton is spot on there. James Milner is the consummate professional. He's the ultimate professional. The way he looks after himself with his right <laughs> being in his Yorkshire tea. Well, isn't he six, <laughs> he, isn't he six, just, months, six months younger than Rooney? Yeah. Different and, players, but, you know, you're like, you know. You never worry himself. about him if he's in a starting lineup. I worry about him if he's in a six. I'm genuine now. I think if you're playing yeah. him in a six, I think his legs will let him down. I worry about him now, and I, it was my worry at Spurs was, I don't think you can ask him to do 90 minutes anymore. No. He can in cup games. I think now he has to be starting 60 yeah. or last 30. That's kind yeah. of how you've got to manage him And now. that's fine. And I think that... Dave Lennon, think- there's... I've I seen that as well. Um, Coutinho... Um, well, the last, being, the last the last Liverpool side worked that well for him. Well, Coutinho has been flogged to Arsenal, uh, Newcastle, Everton are the latest club linked with him. Could have Barcelona, could have Barcelona have to get two out. They have to get two out. They have to get him out, and they have to get Umtiti out to be able to bring in one more. Apparently, Ferran Torres is done. Um, they can do that by. Where's this, where's this money coming from? Because now, now they're after it's the It's easy enough well. because to I mean, deal with Ferran Torres, they'll spread that over the cost <coughs> of his, um, over the length of his contract. The my, my Aguero was, wages freed up a lot of capital. Do you think there's an Aguero payout as well? I think that could be an Aguero insurance policy. Yeah, because I think every, because um, that's the reason Liverpool didn't sign um, Remy. Generally, had his. Uh, Loric Remy, yeah. Apparently, he failed, a, he failed a medical for a heart failed issue. Medical, yeah. now, not that he had a heart problem, but Liverpool basically, I, the rumour I read was to insure him for the heart problem was was too rich for what Liverpool wanted to pay for, pay for him. Whereas Chelsea took the risk of yeah. knowing Chelsea because they have that much money, they probably just didn't insure him. Which, look, you don't have to. Yeah. But, and the thing is, with Aguero, if they didn't detect it or if they didn't declare it and they insured him, I look, we. The one thing know. now with Spain, we will find out because they have to declare their financials every 12 months. It will come out in the wash. Um, Ferran Torres' deal for them is a good one. <laughs> and you're, you see it an awful lot, actually, with Spanish players. Not many Spanish players come over to the Premier League and settle. You get the odd few like Cesc Fabregas. Alonso. Yeah, but in general, they're home birds. They like Diago Aspas, um, take him out of the comfort zone, and they're not the same player. Put him back into the comfort zone, and Diago Aspas is an absolute baller in Spain, and he's he's still doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I read Steve comment the night so far. Coutinho passed around like a bottle of red nun at a school disco. <laughs> Blue nun, stop blaspheming. Uh, Blue nun, God, oh, man. that was that. Adorned many a Christmas table in my childhood, I tell you. Yeah. Anyway, what are these questions? You know, we, we, offer, we offer you guys so, as a, ask random questions. Well, this, is, this is the last show now before Christmas. So what are you guys doing? going to be doing tomorrow night at 10 o'clock? 
Hello. I know what I'm doing. Uh, I've, I, got to, I've got to build a doll's house. Oh, mate, those days for me are well gone. I'm afraid. Uh, I'm, uh, so. I, I'm lucky. I'm, those days are gone for me. How many of you guys in the chat are going to be putting together bikes tomorrow night? Yeah, and I heard uh, the immortal words of, I've looked at the pictures. It doesn't look that complicated. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm, 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 look, out of me and my wife, my wife is DIY. I ain't. So this is going to yeah. be lots of and me. Shout, shouting and swearing and... Oh, I'm worried. Yeah. When I, I, I mean, I was, I, was, I was semi, I'm a semi-skilled mechanic. So, but when it comes to putting bikes and stuff together, they wreck my head. Uh, yeah. Absolutely can't stand it. Um, hmm. But yeah, dolls house. I remember the dolls houses, the the bikes, the um, bringing everything down. You know, laying okay. the tree out for or laying the tray out for Santi when he comes. The obligatory. Uh, because Santi's got to have a can, you know. In fairness, cans uh, yes. for everyone, including yes. Santi. Mrs. B's not getting the hint, which goes like, "So we need milk out for Santa. No, we need a beer for Santa." Yes, it's like, no, no, he'd want a milk, wouldn't he? Because he want. I said, no, he want. He want a beer. And then Mrs. B went, "Well, he might have a whiskey to keep him warm. That'll do." I was like, "Oh God, I've got to get something out of this. I've got guinea pigs, so the guinea pigs can have the carrots for the for the reindeer." You know. <laughs> um, Abo, Abo, there, good show. Joe Johnson played for the Celtics 20 years after his last game for them. Only player in the league who played against uh, Michael Jordan. That is a hell of a stat. Uh, tomorrow night, or on Christmas Day, actually, if you're stuck for live sport and you're desperate for a live sport fix, there's two NBA games. There's Atlanta against New York and the Boston Celtics against the Milwaukee Brewers. Or no, Milwaukee Bucks. Sorry, Milwaukee Bucks. Wrong sport, and in the NFL, nine forty-five, Cleveland Browns at the Packers. Um, America, it's a big tradition in the states. Um, you have oh, live David, NBA, oh, David live NFL on Christmas Day. David Lennon's upsetting me. Why is that? He said a few years back, a doll's house. He had to build a doll's house. He finished at three thirty in the morning. Oh, don't be saying stuff like that. <laughs> I haven't got, I haven't got the energy or the patience for that. Oh no! Oh, um, you can do it. Just a quick one, because um, I don't want to forget it. Nagi um, Mohammed, um, to be fair, he DM me this is covering the LFC Academy players who we think will make it, who we think should be sold. We're probably not going to do it tonight, but no, me and Kev have said, yeah, we've definitely. We're, we're, we're thinking in, in the next international break, we can need something to talk about, and you don't want to do a draft. Quite like doing stuff like that because we haven't done stuff like that for a while, and that's. Yeah, the good and, thing about this is because we're in the Europa, or sorry, the UEFA Under Nineteen Champions League, and we've we get made to see it through, a few more of them, so we can yeah. do a bit of research on them. So a lot of these games will be more televised, and unfortunately, unless you've got LFC TV and time and BT or BT Sport, a BT Sport show the odd game here and there, but if you've got LFC TV and you've got the time, you can watch all of the academy stuff. Mm. I mean, unfortunately, I miss myself and Chris working. We don't. We just don't have the time. So there is um, a few. I think the academy process from the time Klopp came in when Gerard was at the under 18s To I think well, we're going to start seeing the fruits of the academy in the next two or three years. I think so. We're starting to see it now. You know, I mean, we're starting to see drips and drabs. But I think yeah, Tanner Morton's. You know, a, a, a nice surprise. I'm sure I'd say Talon was a nice surprise because he wasn't being talked about as all the youngsters coming in, Mazalowski and yeah. people like that. I, I don't People think Tyler stays. 
personally. No, I, I think he, I think he'll have a good Prem career. Yeah, possibly not at Liverpool, but I think he could be one of those players that he's at Liverpool till he's like twenty three as a bit of it, bit of the utility Johnny Evans, not Johnny Evans, uh, Johnny, Johnny John O'Shea type, John, uh, John Shelby type of player. Yeah, yeah, where he's around, you know, used in and out, you know, like you know, League Cup games dead rubber games just to give people a breather and then he'll move on and have a very good career. Uh, Paulie Wallace is trying to upset me. We're not talking <laughs> about F1 drivers. Uh, whose favourite hobby is cricket? I mean, I don't mind cricket, to be fair. And we're definitely not talking about oh, white body. I reckon oh. that would definitely be Mark um, the Aussie. What's his name? Oh, God. Paulie, what's his name, mate? The Australian Formula One driver, Mark. Something or other. Oh, I, I love I love Laura Duffy's optimism. I could always tell her that part of a doll's house is is a building project. Uh, I'll be honest; if you've met my daughter, that would not fly, and I wouldn't be walking. Uh, sadly. So anyway, so come on. Any more good? Any more good questions? I need. Uh, I need a few. I suppose I need random food ones actually. Uh, tomorrow's the day now. Tomorrow, my missus is already warmish. Like. Mark Webber, that's it. Uh, tomorrow morning, probably 10 o'clock, I'm barred from the kitchen for the rest of the day because she, that's when she'll start doing the uh, sausage meat stuff and she'll start get, she's getting everything ready tomorrow. And so what are we doing tomorrow? So tomorrow we are... Oh, it's like, it's like the, the last minute madhouse tardy that you do. You know, we, yeah, oh, the Christmas is clean. The Chris is clean yeah. to make sure you got like room in the kitchen for everything like that. So we're doing that, and I think the rest after I think the rest of there is just probably watching uh, Christmas films with the uh, with my wife and my daughter. Yeah. Because um, the food's all most of stuff we got. It's all in the freezer. Most of it, you, you, most of it's cut from frozen or the fresh and the fresh stuff's already in the fridge. So it's just yeah, throw, throwing it in. So. We got some card games and stuff that we're going to be playing tomorrow night. And minor, I'm looking at my youngest is um, seventeen, so. Um, I think the, I've got a feeling that tomorrow night there's going to be a fair few drinking games uh, going ahead tomorrow night, and yeah. I'll see what my 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 son is nineteen. I'll see what he's made of tomorrow night. What's your favourite uh, tipple over Christmas? Over me. <sighs> I've started to get into whiskey. Actually, I, do, I don't. I I don't drink top shelf. Um, Not a lot, but I started. Drink, I've started to drink the old whiskey, um, like Christmas and stuff like that. Quite yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I just don't like anybody else when I drink it, so I just leave it alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. No, I just, have, I just have the odd few cans here and there. Uh, to be honest, actually, lo- do you know what I'm looking forward to Christmas morning? Um, I'll dig a coffee machine out, and I'll have a nice coffee on Christmas oh. morning and stick the radio on or something, just stick some music on and just chill out for a little bit. You know, until the house wakes up, I'll usually get trial. Hopefully, I might get about an hour to myself Christmas morning before the house wakes up, but I'm not holding my breath. Do you know, last Brandy and Bailey's? Last last Christmas, uh, I'm not going to song. um, I had to wake my daughter up Christmas Day, eight o'clock. Me and my wife both woke up, you're like, going, (laughs) I love Steve. Steve, you're my new best friend, mate. (laughs) What's your favorite Christmas film, anyway? Right, let's just get this out of the way now, right? Die Hard, Die Hard is, is not a Christmas film. Oh, get out. Get out. Die Hard is not a Christmas film. Die Hard is the Christmas film. Um, it's, it's, it's based at Christmas. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Um, the correct favorite, answer is, that. The correct answer is Die Hard. Scrooged. 
I do like Scrooge, to be fair. I love Scrooge. It is uh, very funny. And I watched that. Um, Muppets Christmas Carol. Love Muppets I, Christmas Carol. Um, I like the... Um, what's his name? Uh, Christmas... Not the, you know, Christmas Vacation. Uh, yeah, I'm not as big a fan of that one. I don't mind that one. Um, I like some of the old traditional ones as well because they're uh, like White Christmas and stuff like that because they remind me of my grandparents. My, my granddad used to be mad on um, those actors, the Bing Crosby's, James Stewart's, those type of actors. So if I sit down and watch one of them, it just takes me right back to when my, grand, my grandparents were, were around with us. But I think that's the whole point of Christmas. It's... Um, Okay. You got the whole range because I've got films that my daughters liked, films that my sons liked, films that I liked when I was watching it when I was a kid. You know, you can just sit down and veg and not worry. See, this is the thing with football, and it kind of I kind of get what Klopp was coming from in a lot of ways. From the twenty sixth on, we've got football saturation in a lot of ways. You know, from the, we've got a twenty sixth, twenty eighth. Then you're into the January period, then you're into the FA Cup, and blah, 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 and on and on and on. There's no switch off point. And I think I remember a time when, and it's not that long ago, you know, I'm not that old, hmm. but you'd have your Boxing Day fixtures, and then you'd have your New Year's Day fixtures, and you'd have the FA Cup would be the next fixture after that. And it was enough. Definitely, yes, David Lennon. Sprouts are a definite yes. Absolutely. 100%. The gift that keeps on giving. And why do you have to have Sprouts? Because it's bloody Christmas. Uh, Tom Bonner wants to know, will you be peeling your sausages? Uh, she buys her own sausage meat uh, from the butchers, and they're all in the fridge waiting for herself to do her magic. Don't have to take the sausages out. She buys the sausage pizza about a month ago. <laughs> right. Uh, Paulie Wallace is getting very aggressive here. He, want, he wants me to name the Christmas 11. I can't name the Christmas 11 because we haven't got 11 yet. I'll give you what we've got so far. So we've got Pepe Reindeer and Goals, Marcus Bauble, Noel Matip, Ledley King and Jesus Na- Navas as a back four. So far we've got Angel Di Maria, Say Stephen Day, Gerald, which I still can't say, and uh, Santi Cazola at uh, midfield. And we've got Andy Carroll on Rocky, Rocky Santa Cruz. So I've got one spot free. So do we put Di Marie in midfield and go with Kenny up front, King Kenny, just to get him in? Or have we got a better option than that? Uh, if you guys can come up with a better option, uh, a proper Christmas, there must be a footballer named Christmas. There has to be. Yeah, there must be, it must be. Laura Duffy, the answer is yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Ignore Kev, he's just being silly. <laughs> uh, the Reclaimer, Brett Angel. What's the question? Uh, Footballer, Brett Angel. Uh, Steve, Red Steve's correct. It's a Christmas party at Nakatomi Tower. See, it's themed around Christmas. I yeah, you, you can believe much. what you like. I flipping do, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have it, I'm sorry, I can't. I need to give you my, my friend Rob. Every yeah. year. Uh, my friend Rob. What's your Christmas tradition for TV on Christmas Day? Uh, one thing that you do every year, that you watch every year, that no matter what happens, that goes on. Don't have a, there's not a uh, Oh, we always put in the morning, 
we always put find like VH1 or like one of the Christmas music channels. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of stays on till about midday while we're opening presents and doing stuff like that. And then normally what ours has been is, uh, this sounds very male show, obviously. Mrs. B normally is cooking breakfast. So me, me and Little One normally put a Christmas film on. And yeah. normally her choice. It's, to be honest, it's been the snowman. The two snowman films we normally, um, normally watch Christmas Day. I didn't quite like them as a tradition. Yeah. It's either, Chris, right. it's either Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, uh, the new one and the new one and the old one. Right. Mine, ours has always been EastEnders Christmas Day. EastEnders, Christmas Day. Oh. EastEnders would always get watched. Years ago, Corrie would always get watched when it was on as well. And Doctor Who. Oh, do watch Doctor Christmas, Who. Christmas Day Doctor Who special. They're always good, actually. If you don't watch any of the other Doctor Who's, the, the yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, we, we, you could. I, I've. I don't think I've watched the EastEnders since last Christmas, and I guarantee you, within ten minutes, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, ah, Richie Parks changed that. Richie Parks oh, and the yeah, Parks. There you so go. We, we had him down as a maybe. There's your eleven. There's your eleven. There we go. She is getting older, Steve. To be fair. Olivia, she's she's getting that little bit older now. She could be uh, ready for a die hard. Christmas Stillman is boring as fuck. Make her watch die hard. She's only eight. Uh, I sort of I feel know. like eight. Look, cringe when he's walking on broken glass, though. Just oh, think, yeah. there's a song about that. Yeah, there, there is, there is. We're not going to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the oh, only fools oh, and horses Christmas horses. special. Oh, oh mate, I miss that, them. That's still the best comedy, the best oh. one ever. Because it was look, it was filmed in Bristol when I was living there. And I still watch it back. And I, it, where they filmed, you know, the bit when they're in the van in the middle of town and the pubs were about to come out. I used to work across the road from there and drink in a pub that was literally about 50 yards from there. And whenever I watch that, it takes me right back to those days because it looked exactly like I remember it. It's all changed in the city centre now in Bristol. But Only Fools and Horses is without you know he, doubt the greatest you know, British comedy ever made. I agree. Absolutely. The Batman and Robin, yeah. Do you remember when um, he found a millionaire and you see him in that posh hotel room flying, uh, zooming out? Company yeah, yeah. Works got used to own that hotel. All oh, right. And they have loads of people ring and say, can I yeah. have the room at Del Boy stayed in? And <laughs> the best one. You, the best one it's, the best. It's, a, it's a ridiculously priced suite. Yeah. It's like... Four four hundred pound. It's something wow. Obscene the night. I mean, the best story I ever heard out of that was the um the it's one the chandelier. the chandelier. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the documentary about that? Yeah, they were told we cannot. Smi- We've got one take. We cannot laugh. If any of you laugh or smile and ruin the say, you are fired on the spot. That's what this is directed. So they're all like, yeah. and I think it's uh, the guy who plays Rodney looks comes out and he can see the director and the director has that and does that and he says the director always gets his, his whole fist in his mouth. To stop himself laughing, and they go, and they go, and they go, and they go, and they go that's brilliant, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Avi there in the chat, uh, Miami twice, best uh, best episode. The the one they did in Miami was really good. It re- it was it was different, and there was um, a couple of the later ones they did when they lost it all again, and all of that were really good. But I, I you can't beat the Batman and Robin. You Trigger know, it was that- I love- Trigger some of the best lines though. Um, oh, what do you want the award for? Oh, because I've been sweeping the streets and I'm like, yeah, it's, a, it's the same brush all these years. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's had five new handles and six new heads. How the hell is it the same brush then? What are you on about? <laughs> it's the same nail that held it all in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, 
the two Ronnies and Morecambe and Wise, Dave. Um, yeah, they were good. It was all right. They're not. But... They're not. They're, not they're, they're sketch shows. They're not. A, they're not. A yeah. TV, they're not a TV series because they're sketch. I must admit, Father Ted as well. Father Ted was really good. Morecambe and Wise and sketch stuff still comes up now, and it's still it's still funny. Yeah. Um, Father, Father most Jack. Most that's older than me. Yeah, Father Jack and Father Ted is Frank Kelly, I think his name was. And um, if you grew up in Ireland, Frank Kelly was um, in everything for donkey's years. And he was just really, really good. Uh, Rodney and the Groovy. <laughs> was that when he had to pretend his, his girlfriend was his mum? Do you remember that one where they won a competition? Oh, Spain. Yeah, that was the one and in Spain, Del- yeah. And Delbo was his dad, and he had to pretend his girlfriend was his mum. Yeah. And uh, he dirty his knee, and, and uh, some girls fancied Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, do you know what? And I saw a tweet earlier on today, actually, and he was, I think it was um, David McLachlan on Twitter, and he said, um, where's all the brand new British comedy that it was... Because it was, it was Britain used to produce some great comedies in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah. The, uh, the sketch series, the one off shows, you just don't see them anymore. You know, uh, Four um, Candles. Four Candles is still brilliant. Yeah. Porridge. Porridge was very clever. Porridge was very good. Porridge was very good. Look, uh, Blackadder, Blackadder Goes Forth, I think, is probably one of the best written series I've ever seen. Especially in the last um, episode. It's, yeah. it's funny, but incredibly poignant. Oh um, god, yeah. It, it get it gets the timeless. balance perfect, and it's a yeah. and it's a, and basically any uh, but also anything that has any episode that uh, eventually Rick Mail appears in, yeah. which is why I do like Man Down, which is the uh, Greg Davis one. Third series is not as good. First two series are brilliant because Rick Mail's his dad, Rick Mail and his dad. Uh, Rick, if you've not seen it, it's worth it just for Rick Mail. He's absolutely. Hilarious, and Greg yeah. Dave says, "Yeah, it's just the stories Greg Dave tells about Rick, da- uh, Rick off." Uh, he said, "Were more funny than the show." He said, "But I couldn't air any of them because they weren't allowed." Faulty Towers, Faulty Towers was just timeless, timeless, but it was short for time. a reason. They did it, and it, you couldn't add to it. You couldn't do it different. So I think it's only ever made, they made twelve two, episodes of it. Yeah, two series. I think he got, but they got it right. I think yeah. two series was enough. And the best thing they did was leave it alone. Um, Forty Towers, yeah, Forty Towers is great. So yeah, still game out of Scotland. I've never seen that. Um, there don't is mention, don't mention the war. Don't I mention the war. Yeah. I mean, there's so many comedies back then that were of their time that. You mm. couldn't make them today for obvious reasons, but when you look at look at some of those series in the context of when they were made, yeah, and when you look back at them, yeah, so some of it is cringy, but at the time we didn't know any different. And so you get educated, don't yeah. you? Oh, that was brilliant, actually, Abby. Yeah, the British that underrated the British Empire, very uh, underrated. Yeah, very. Because people, because oh. people always remember Red, Red, Dwarf, Red, Dwarf, Red, yeah. Red Dwarf, because obviously that's what he's more famous for. British yeah. Empire is funny. It's British just, Empire is great. It's brilliant slapstick, uh, with just very good observational humour as well. Uh, that's what. But it's a comedy show. It's got a lovely yeah, Open all hours, yeah. Open all hours is always open good. All hours, I didn't yeah, like. Just... I didn't like the remake. It wasn't quite the same. The it never would be though. That's the thing. There was some. I mean, look, I remember shows like Terry and June and stuff like that, and it's just they're of their time. Rising uh, Damp. My dad loved that. Rising Damp. Like, I never... 
the the one that's set in Liverpool. What's the name of that comedy series? Bread. Yeah, Bread was good, but what's the new one? The, there was a newer one that came out in the nineties. Gav's bad about it, and for the life of me, I I tried watching it a couple of times, and I just can't. I I can't get into it at all. Um, what is it? Liverpool. Can't think of it. Something bad. Come on, Lord Duffy, you'll you'll tell us the answer in a bit. Some others do have them. Yeah, uh, Frank's. I've seen some documentaries. Royal Family, the Royal Family. That's it. Uh, the guy I, who plays I, Frank Spencer is brilliant. For, yeah, Frank he's Spencer, brilliant. But stuff. But people don't know he's like a Shakespearean actor. He did a Phantom of the Opera, yeah. but it took a while for him to get the role. Uh, Derry role Girls is brilliant because he was. Um, I've never. Do you know what? I've never seen Derry Girls. Derry Girls is brilliant. Uh, the best one that I've seen in a long time was Young <laughs> Offenders. Uh, look, I'm biased because Young Offenders is set in Cork. Ah, uh, uh, right. So, so, it's not, so, it's that, so it's not that good, then. It's hilarious. It was so good. I mean, look, the BBC picked it up. Uh, the BBC showed it on BBC Three. Tommy Tiernan, as a stand-up comedian, is one of the funniest men on the planet for dry, proper humour. Uh, but um, I love Young Offenders, be it the film or the series. IT crowd. Absolute classics. They're great. IT, IT crowd is also very good. If you've not seen that, that that's worth no, it. That I is probably, that, yeah. uh, it was a Channel 4 program based in an IT department. Like, and the, the base, like, it's in a dungeon, like at the bottom. And oh, it's, right, right. It, but it's just like, the, just it's all silly slapstick stuff. But um, the guy who answers the phone for IT he goes, he just goes, hello, IT, if you try to turn it on and off again. Because kind of it's kind of the in joke. That's what, that's what IT does. And they get a new head of IT. And they realise within two weeks um, she doesn't know even how to turn a computer on, let alone <laughs> run an IT department. And it's just like a, a lad who obviously knows it but doesn't want to be there, and the, yeah. the geekiest of geeky people. And yeah. the dynamics just really, really fun. Mr. Bean, I think, was very much David along the lines of um, once you've seen one, you've seen them all. I, I didn't get. I it was all My right. My daughter loves it, but I think that's who it's aimed at. It's kind of aimed, it's like you, it's an introduction to silly slapstick comedy, which that's what it's that's what it's there for. In between, this is still one of my faves. It's inappropriate, but it's funny. And everyone has got a mate like Jay, the one who yeah. makes it up and just doesn't want to do it, you know. So, um, Young Offender, yeah, classic. Uh, Porridge's good. What do you call it? Look, it was the royal family. I couldn't get into it. I and I tried, and I and I just couldn't, couldn't. I just couldn't get into it. Don't know what it is. But I think every. I mean, I've got a pretty dark, dry sense of humour, anyway. But um, you, you need to be. You need to be working with me. <laughs> <laughs> but look, um, listen. Should we, should we wrap up, Kev? It's yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's nearly Christmas. It's nearly that. It's near. Well, we're almost at the end of Christmas Eve. Eve. I know that's and a good one, isn't it? Do you know what? I'm. I'm looking forward to this now. I've been dreading it for the last probably six months of Christmas and that. But I'm looking for now. My daughter came home tonight, so I'm going to go and spend a bit of time with her now. And it's nice to have the kids home. Lovely. Uh, enjoy what you guys are doing over the festive period. Um, tell those important to you that you love them and look after them. And I hope all you lovely people get all your lovely things and we get to come back, hopefully, for a game on the 28th. 
and get a nice positive result. But look, it's a Merry Christmas from me. Uh, let Chris finish off. Yeah, so echo what Kev says. Look, Merry Christmas for everyone in the chat. Have a, have, have a great time. But the important thing is look after yourselves, look after your families. And also, if you've got that mate who's been quiet for a couple of weeks, just drop him a text. Make sure he or she's okay. Because it can also be a hard time for some people. So look after each other. Enjoy those. But listen, more importantly, also, thanks for tuning in. Look, me and Kevin yeah. enjoy doing this. You know, it, it's yeah, been a, it's a, it. it's a good laugh. And we will, I, I am sure, because New Year, you'll see me and Kev's happy, smiling faces. What we Kev. Absolutely. But until then, guys, have a Merry Christmas. Thank you very much for watching and take care of yourselves. Cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.